Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rules of the Game, a podcast for Independent Education's Great Conversations Project, where your host, Butch Porter, that's me, has in-depth conversations with good people about great ideas. If you're listening to this on the Great Conversations page or on our Patreon, we're excited to have you. Please consider becoming a subscriber on either of those pages to get access to special content. Also, for your convenience, please add us to your podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Rules of the Game podcast. I am Butch Porter, your host, and we are at Cavilla Coffee again in downtown Leesburg, Virginia. And with me today is the one and only, the myth, the legend, Suheil. How are you, man? Yeah, so just, uh, it's okay, Butch. It's actually Suheil. Suheil? Yep. Some know me as Adam. You know, when they yeah, you talk real estate, right? You can take Adam. <laughs> so is Adam on your business cards and all that? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. But I don't know it's Suheil. Suheil. Yeah. Okay. Suheil. It sounds and, and, a little like I'm at attention. Right. When I say it, right? I mean, seriously. Very German, right. Suheil, right? Suheil! I like it, man. That's cool. Thank so you. So where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from, a, I was born in Afghanistan okay. in uh, the Wardog province. Um, a lot of my military fa- fa- friends, they, they know where that is. Uh, I lived in Kabul until I was about, after that, until I was four or five. Yeah. And when the Soviet invaded in 80, 81, 79, 80, we left, of course, and migrated to the U.S. So you were four? Between four and five. Four or five? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you remember? I remember falling in a well. Yeah, I fell in a well. Not a deep one. Uh, in, I remember in a village in Afghanistan? You in fell Afghanistan, in a well. I did. I did. So wow. I, do, I do have a good uh, recollection of my memory. I know when the Soviets invaded, I woke up my family because I thought I saw fireworks outside. And I said, hey, Mom, fireworks. Dad, there's fireworks out there, except these are rockets Sorry. and, you know, bombs going off. And then my dad, we, he grabbed all of us. And uh, it's an interesting story. I don't want to get too into it, but my dad was actually a double spy. He was um, with KGB and CIA. And um, so we can get into that. He has, uh, he's, he's a fascinating man. I really it sounds owe, like it. I really owe everything to my parents of who I am today in many ways. So anyway, from there, we went to uh, Pakistan. We stayed in, about, in Islamabad, Islamabad, Pakistan, for about a year. And then we moved to Catskill, New York in probably 82, I want to say. Sure. Where we see Mike Tyson jogging all the time. What? So, oh, yeah. Mike Tyson was, was training and jogging. No way. Yeah, yeah. My parents said, I don't remember, but they remember seeing him all the time. Uh, he's an interesting character, how he's involved himself. Sure. I saw him in a random movie the other day. Oh, it was one of the Ip Man movies. You ever seen any of the Ip Man movies? The, oh, it's the guy, uh, with it's the, the guy who taught Bruce Lee or whatever. Yes, yes. Uh, yes Danny, yes. Danny something is and, the actor. Uh, I can't remember the actor. Yeah, the actor's name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Danny. Anyway, it's not coming to me. But he, uh, he was the bad guy. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Mike Tyson. Mike was Tyson. The bad guy. Yeah, that was the last time I hadn't seen him in a long time, and all of a sudden, hey, there he is. Uh, isn't so, he uh, getting back into boxing or uh, one, a one-time fight? I think something right? about that. I don't know. As uh, as Jeff uh, found out a week or two ago, I don't know anything about sports. Oh, okay. Right? So I'm, yeah, I'm not into sports like I used to be, but Mike Tyson, I will. He's he's fascinating. It's because you you saw him when you were so young, right? As part of it, right? <laughs> he's just a beast. It, he is a beast. Impression. Yeah, I do remember. The, the fight with 
uh, Evander Holyfield, whatever, oh, yeah. bit his ear off. <laughs> that was that was insane. Um, Tyson did say it tastes like chicken. So. He did say that, didn't he? <laughs> no, I'm just making it up. <laughs> I thought he did say something like that, like no, as a yeah. as an as a, as a you know as a smart ass comment. Yeah. So 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 you're in real estate. I am. How long I have you been at that? I've been doing it for close to nine, about nine years, going on ten. And I started that um, when I was working luxury sales at Mont Blanc, um, pen company, high-end jewelry there. I did, I did, I did jewelry and uh, high-end sales for about 12 years. And then my twins were born and I said, I can't keep doing this. What sure, else can yeah. I do to start all over again? And I got into real estate not knowing how, you know, the cost of the health insurance, everything. Oh yeah. Um, basically almost went bankrupt. Um, imagine, imagine being 35 years old and you have a family of seven and you were the only sole provider and taking a leap of faith. Um, I, owe, I owe a big part of that to my wife, Lucia, of course. She said, you know what, honey, just go all in, put both feet in, take the other foot out and just go. And it was tough the first two years. Uh, again, almost lost everything, but here I am today, you got to keep pushing through. And I think, you know, that um, that saying, you know, just work smart, work hard and just be the best at whatever it is. Yeah. Whether you want to pick up, be a trash man, you want to you know, do do whatever it is in life, do it well and just you'll be always successful. I think. Yeah. yeah. So is that never give up thing? You've seen that picture with the it's like a uh, it's like a stork and a, and a frog. Mm-hmm. And the and the bird has the frog in his, his mouth, his mouth yeah. and the frog is choking his <laughs> neck. I used to have a shirt that had that on it. Never oh, give up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, you really, really can't. You know, it's better than anything's better than the yeah. alternative. My so, what, what did your dad do when y'all moved here? What, what was so, his my occupation? dad, when we lived in Catskill, New York, when we came, so my dad was in the Peace Corps. Okay. He basically built a relationship with Carol Beecher, still a family friend of ours. Sure. He is, he is family to us. She basically recruited him, found him in a village and said, hey, you know what? Your English is great. Sure. Because my dad did study in the U.S. Uh, before that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this is probably 70, early 70s. Mm-hmm. So my, she said, why don't you come and help us translate, but also help eradicate polio in Afghanistan? Oh, sure. So my dad did that for many years. And then after... Um, you know that Afghanistan, I think we talked about this the other day. Uh, I, I'm in my local Rotary. You know, Rotary's been really involved in... <clears throat> eradicating um, polio. Apparently, if it wasn't for COVID, it might be gone. But Afghanistan and Pakistan are the only two countries that has still have this. So, and, yeah. and it's and it's on the run. You know, they got it cornered in the mountain somewhere with Osama bin Laden, or you know, I don't know. He's, right, he's up there. I mean, it very, is very elusive, right? And actually, the the the, uh, the um, you know the pandemic has made it harder. You know, to to keep pursuing it. But, you know, oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. So. I'm sure. But, um, but okay, so but when y'all got to the States. So when we came to the States, Carol Beecher from, you know, in the Peace Corps, my dad yeah. built that relationship. But when the war broke out, I think my dad or one of them, they reached, reached out to each other. And she said, you know, Mr. Alami to my father, and said, if you're going to come to the U.S., great opportunity for your children, I will help you. So she connected us with a, um, a family, uh, an Italian-American family, Pete and Lucy. They lived in, uh, in Catskill, New York. They basically sponsored us as refugees. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love them, wonderful family. And the only thing I didn't like is that we went to church with them. I can't remember if it was Friday or Sunday, but I remember the Dukes of Hazard being on. Being on. <laughs> 
and it used to really upset me that I would miss Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> you had to miss the Dukes of Hazard to go to church. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Good so old, good old days. So one of the reasons I uh, we know each other is that you created this group called Real Husbands yep. of, of Loudoun County. County. Yeah. So it's funny because I remember when I first heard of the Real Housewives of Loudoun County. Uh, of course, I couldn't join that. My wife joined it, and. You know, she, she doesn't spend a lot of time on it because it it's kind of, it can get a little vicious. It, it can, it yeah. can, it can. And yeah. in, in general, I believe in diversity in the workplace, right? You know, so cause, you know, a, a bunch of a bunch of men in the same place uh, without, you know, without any uh, female influence can be kind of boring and, uh, and uh, novice full of women can be kind of dangerous, right? Yeah. And that's uh, that's yeah. just kind of the way that is. But I will tell you that, um, that, uh, I, when I joined the Real Husbands group, just for, you know, just to see what was going on, it doesn't leave a great first impression. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but tell me how it came about. Okay. So, two years into real estate, and I'm at home. All my friends that I grew up with have decided to have kids much later. So, I really don't have any friends to go out with anymore. Sure. And here's my wife. Now, I'm spending more time with the family. She's going out twice a week. <laughs> She's so networking events, she's got friends, she's social. And I said to myself, God, there's, you know, I, I don't mind going to these women's events, but it's all a bunch of women, nothing wrong with it, but I need some men around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, we need a men's group. We, we, us guys, we sit around home on the couch watching TV, hands down our pants like Al Bundy, right? <laughs> Al Bundy. You know, nothing wrong with it, but after a while it gets old and guys don't make an effort to do anything, to, to meet up as much as, as women do. Women are great at it. So, you know, I, said, I, I read somewhere that that uh, men have trouble making new friends after the age of 40. It's like, a, um, it's just the way we are. We don't, typically we don't make a lot of new friends as we get older. Women do. Women true. are good at making new friends even into their older, elder years. Uh, but men typically, statistically, don't, right. don't do it as much. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, not, we're not as built for it as, yeah. you know. Yeah as our yeah, counterparts are. Right. No, you're right. You're right. So hopefully after that one. Okay, so maybe a little. Yeah, that's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it makes the other voices sound exciting. So um, keep going. Yeah, so so I said, what, what can I do to create something? Maybe I need to create a social group, a network online to start happy hours and networking events. And I said, what should I call it? And my daughter, Sophia, she's 16. She was probably 11 at that time. She said, Dad, why don't you just call it the Real Husband of Loudoun County, just like the Real Housewives? And I said to myself, I laughed and chuckled at first. And then I said, oh, okay. Then it just clicked and I created the group. I added all of my friends that I, I, I knew on, online, which is maybe 30, 40 people. And then from there, I just, added people, uh, people started, it, grown, it grew organically from within. Sure, sure. So me being new to Facebook, I didn't know what was allowed and what wasn't. So people started posting things that were inappropriate. The group actually got shut down after one year. Why? Because people were just, you know, guys, it's a group for talking about cars, sports. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, pictures of, you know, women in bikinis. Scantily clad women. The guys that drew, that posted the, you know, Maybe the topless, you know, these, the, you know, inappropriate pictures sure. according to uh, Facebook. It got shut down. I had no idea. So 
I rebuilt the group again after a year. Well, after it got shut down instantly, a week later, I created it again. And uh, just more, you know, toned down a little bit this time. <laughs> and then, you know, we just grew and grew. And then eventually um, the group, uh, the, the outings that we had, the events, um, just happy hour, that's all it was. Yeah. And then we had a tragedy, um, for example, you know, Henry, Henry passed away. He was a, a veteran, sweet, beautiful kid. And he came out of happy hours and he, you know, passed away. And um, all of a sudden there was just huge support for this, mm -hmm. this kid and, the, and our veterans. And we raised over $25,000. Wow. Yeah, we did. And then from there, other things happened. And then we just became really more of a support group for men because there isn't really a lot of support men for, group, for men. There and aren't. a lot of men don't ask for help either. They That's don't. the hardest part. Yeah, it is tough. I, um, you know, like I said, it didn't, it doesn't make a good first impression because if you want, like on Real Husbands, if you want to, if you need like somebody to help you paint your house, then you have to post a picture of a scantily clad girl with a paintbrush or whatever yeah. in order for anybody to actually look at it right. and notice right. and make a recommendation. And, and just I'm exaggerating, but yeah. only a little and bit. And just to clarify, when we say scantily, we're not talking about full nude now. So, <laughs> you know, we're talking about a woman with a bikini, maybe, you know, just... You know, there's no yeah. <laughs> there's no shortage of like you know because you have you have a few uh auto repair shops on there we right? do so somebody yeah. says hey i need help with this or a few have started uh hasn't somebody one or two people started repair shops uh through they they have and you know there's this group is really a network it's like a bni network on steroids yeah, yeah. obviously it has been a tremendous tremendous support for my business which i'm really appreciative of but also has uh, supported a lot of small local businesses. Yeah. We're talking about restaurants, uh, auto repair shops, government contracting companies, hiring employees. I mean, you've got people there that are, you know, all levels of background mm -hmm. as far as fields of, of professions, backgrounds of races. Uh, it, and, and the beautiful thing is that we don't allow politics. And sometimes politics is posted, we, we take it out. Um, but when there's a, a man in need, a person in need, I mean, we all come together no matter what our, our beliefs are. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, of course, I, I do. Um, uh, today is is Wednesday wordplay on great conversations. And so the word we're going to define is politics mm -hmm. um, because I think people abuse it. But most when you t when you say politics and when I when most people talk about politics, we're talking about elections and yep. Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all that kind of nonsense. Um, but you know, what, what impresses me about the group and it took a while, you have to kind of hang out, uh, and you get, do, you do <laughs> and get through, but you know, I, and, but I've seen a few cases where people got jobs, like people need a job and they're like, Hey, I got you, I got your hookup, you know, send me a resume or whatever. And that happens a lot. Uh, but also I, I've seen people who have. Like re, they've had challenges, like they're, you know, their wife's leaving them there, yes. you know, uh, divorce, uh, yeah. You don't have to be a husband, I guess, to be. Uh, no, you really don't. No, I mean, it's not like don't. all the ladies on Real Real Housewives are actually housewives. Oh no, yeah. they're they're there for networking as well. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it to me, I, I was impressed by uh, you know a few instances where there's some real pain going on, and you have kind of a brotherhood, you know, of people. That that, that is the key word of our group. It is a brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely supporting each other, whether somebody's relative or, or friend is going through cancer 
um, children going through problems in school, um, veterans dealing with PTSD. Uh, we are actually a big supporter of veterans and law enforcement. And, uh, you know, for example, the first golf tournament we did, we raised about maybe, I think, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. And it went all, all of it, actually 26 of it went to uh, Stackup organization, stackup.org, and they send out uh, care packages for veterans. Which is Stackup? Stackup, yeah, Stackup.org. Stack yeah, stack okay. yeah. And then the second year, we um, raised 60000 It went to multiple organizations, including RTLC Foundation, which is our nonprofit. But half of it went to Tattoo Tom's uh, wonderful organization, Still Brave. Oh, and Still Brave, yep, yeah. To mm -hmm. Childhood, um, you know, uh, cancer. Um, education and support uh, organization, which is a great, great uh, organization. If anybody doesn't know um, about it, I encourage you to look at, look it up, and donate your time uh, or money whenever you can. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, money's good. I mean, money's good. You know, m money is great, but the most valuable thing you could ever donate really is your time. Sure. Right. No, I mean, that's, sure. That's, absolutely. Money helps. Don't get me wrong. It's needed. But just donation of your time is just, it's huge. So what is it like living in Loudoun? I don't know, have you lived anywhere else in the U.S.? Or you always so New York, here? two years. Uh, New York, okay. A right. year, and then we lived in Reston for two years, then D.C. for a year, and then, you know, Herndon, and then in this area. I mean, so yeah, all in. in it's just, I just want, I mean, people. 35, who, 40 years, I guess, yeah, 39 pe years. People yeah. who don't know, um, who, who listen to this from outside a lot, Loudoun County is not normal. Right. I mean, the average household income in Loudoun County is like, you know, $90,000. Oh, we tr something. truly live in a bubble. Right. Here. It wasn't always this way, though. I remember when $100,000 was a lot of money around here. Now, hundred k you're barely surviving. You know? So you've been here when it was normal. Uh, yes. When yeah. it was still like Virginia. Yeah. I mean, I've been here since 84 yeah. in Virginia. And I've gone to elementary school, middle school, high school. I've done all that here. And I've seen the growth. So, you know, the older I get, I really love the diversity around here. That part I love. And it, the other, one of the other reasons I created the group also is Loudoun County has really become a transient area, right? So when people move here, they, they don't have a click. Yeah, everybody sticks together. But this group allows for people that move here just to really get plugged in the community. Is it, is it mostly, you know, transplants? I mean, you don't have a lot of... I have a lot local. of transplants, and, yeah, and yeah. I guess being in real estate, I see that. Sure, that's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 but I also see a lot of people moving from Fairfax County to Loudoun County. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's just moving away from. That's like running away from a fire. A ru right? Running away from the noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. No. Um, I just I grew up in Louisiana, right? So, um, we moved here. We fell in love with the place. We drove through downtown Leesburg and fell in love with the place. Um, but it ain't normal. I mean, for I mean, I know that everything is relative or whatever, but um, I mean, the the sort of obsession with I mean, it's not like left coast sort of image conscious. It's not mm -hmm. that bad, but it is. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, posturing, I guess you'd say. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, I see that. But uh, I guess around here, you know, they say uh, Hollywood. I mean, uh, uh, DC is like uh, Hollywood for ugly people. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, so the, the challenge is, is in Loudoun County, all politics is national. Right. And so um, so everything you do has a has a national political tent to it. And there's a lot of virtue signaling and, and 
Yeah, so what do you guys got going on soon? You, have you a- know, because of COVID, just things have really slowed down for us a lot. You know, it, we can't really do big gathering events and just with everything going on. We were fortunate enough to, um, you know, I, I actually, for my, well, let, that's a different, I was, I was confusing a lot of my real estate with this, but because <laughs> I did an event um, for a golf tournament. But for the group, the latest thing we did was the Ryan Kerrigan golf tournament. Okay. We, we supported it. Um, just about a couple of weeks ago, we bought um, putzkies. You know the game putzky games? It's like uh, going to Chuck E. Cheese and you throw the ball oh, and it lands sure, sure, on sure. the 50, 100 points. I got you. Got so you. basically it's like a, a portable putzky unit game. Cool. And we bought two of them from the foundation. And we took it to, uh, there are two different holes. We were playing at the Lansdowne Golf uh, Resort here in uh, Lansdowne, of course. Sure. And we had one on each hole, uh, two, two golf courses there. One on the 10th hole, on the other also on the 10th hole. And we, uh, me, Chris Olson, Jeff Mapp, and Sean Beal manned it. And we raised about $1,000. That's you awesome. Know? Yeah. Fortunately, a lot of the red, big Redskins player names weren't able to be there because, because of COVID. The whole golf, I mean, the football season got screwed up. So yeah. they couldn't attend, you know, football season yep. right now yep. and doing it. So, but it was such a great, great, um, great time and great cause. Um, and we look forward to being involved in May also, hopefully at a, at a bigger scale. Yeah. I mean, COVID has been a, been a huge hit in a lot of ways. Do you, do you find that a lot of people in the group are, are struggling uh, job wise or any of that kind of stuff? Or? You know, there are some, but most of the guys, I mean, that I've you know, this whole COVID thing is crazy because everyone I talk to, if you're not in the hospitality industry, right. airline, service and industry. they got hit fast. They got hit hard. Yeah, but, yeah. But everybody else I'm talking to, they say they're mad busy. I mean, they're just, whether you're in real estate, mortgage, sure. government contracting, healthcare. I mean, you name it, they're all slammed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, everything that's happened, our economy is, is in great shape. The jobs, we'll see if they come, how quickly they come back. But if you think about it, this whole thing that happened, it was forced, right? Sure. COVID forced it. So it's not like the, the economy was struggling, we're having a hard time. And, and the people that are doing well, that were doing well, that are not in the industry that were you know, affected, they're, they're doing even better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you it's kind of crazy. I just can't figure out how it, it's all happening, but. Uh, are you good at golf, by the way? I am terrible at golf. <laughs> <laughs> I tried once. I, uh, I I borrowed a friend of mine's clubs, which should illustrate the level of commitment that I was willing to put into it. I borrowed a friend's clubs to to. I to actually play. borrowed a friend's golf clubs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I um, well, you had a goal. I mean, you know, you were raising money or whatever, and that's. Uh, I mean, is that the only reason you do it? Is is for the is for the tournaments for? Or do, have yeah, you played no, I, I need to. I would love to start taking golf lessons. Maybe coming up in the spring. Okay. Because there is something wonderful about golf. It, it's great if you you know you focus on your game, improving it. But really, just being out there, a bunch of bunch of guys, and just kicking it, having a couple of beers, having right. some cigars, just yeah. bonding, bonding. I, you know? I had the same feeling about golf that I had about fishing when I was much younger, and that is, um, there are enough things in this world to make me curse, rant, rave, and throw things. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to add any more, <laughs> like consciously and on purpose to the list. Right? Well, that's why you take some bourbon with you and you won't be cursing as much. <laughs> See, that's my problem. I'm a teetotaler, right? I don't drink. So I waited till I was 30 and I chose my addiction carefully mm-hmm. and it's coffee. 
coffee. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you just you recently gave up coffee. I did. Right. It's been four months just to give it a shot. You know, just try coffee, try hot tea. So um, I drank this this tea called Energy Tea, and it has an, as much co- co- uh, caffeine, caffeine as coffee. As coffee does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some teas can have more caffeine. Sure. But uh, I'm not jittery. I don't crash. It, it, um, it delivers it differently. It does. Like tea tea it does does caffeine. Yeah. Some of it can have more, but it. it it doesn't have the same effect. I, I'm a coffee addict. Like I said, I waited till I was 30. I never smoked or drank or any of that kind of stuff. And um, and now, uh, if I don't get any by, by 9 or 10 a.m., then bad things <laughs> bad things happen. You don't want to be anywhere near me. No, I'm the same way. If I don't have tea or something, I, you know, I'm not a happy camper at all. It's really the problem with um, with if I get sick, like, uh, like anything stomach-related, um, the stomach, the stomach thing is not near as bad as the caffeine withdrawals from oh, not being yeah. able to drink coffee for a few days. Oh yeah, but okay. um, but yeah. So did you give up? Uh, did you give up meat too? Is that is that a thing? I did. You know, I, I've tried the paleo diet. I and you're not like the, you're not like overweight. No, no, I'm a, bu- I'm a buck eighty eight, maybe at the most, six foot two. God, I um, wish I could be buck eighty eight. <laughs> hey, we can all do it. Yeah, I just tried to, you know, I tried the keto, I tried the paleo diet, I've tried everything in my life. And trust me, I love meat, I love animal products. But I was watching well, Why this. would you do the paleo diet then? I mean, well, the paleo is, it is a meat. Sure, you just yeah. like the meat. Right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. so I, I've done all that and I came to the but age of my life. Usually people do that because they're trying to lose weight. I mean, not always, but. Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I used to be a big fitness guru. I used to oh, hit the okay. gym all the time, okay. just gain muscle. And, and I, and Is I this before you got married or after? Or did, um, you, did you, all, you worked out even after kids? I worked kids? out more before kids. Right. And after kids, I maybe I'll work out three, four months out of the year, then stop. Next year, I'll work out six months. It, it's a battle. Sure. No, it's it a is battle. a battle. It's a yeah. battle. One thing I'm uh, realizing is the longer, the older that I get, Getting back into working out again, it's so it takes hard. longer. It's yeah, yeah. brutal. It's it like anything brutal. else. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's slower. It's so hard. So I've been working, you know, I've, I've done this new diet for four months. I started working out CrossFit in the basement. Uh, thanks to my buddy Brad uh, Wimes in a group. You know, he's a great, sure. great He's a fitness instructor or whatever. Well, he's, 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 just, no, he's a, just in better shape than the rest of us. Yeah, right? he's okay. a fitness guru. He's just okay. uh, CrossFit My sister training. is the fitness person in our family. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. She's exasperating. Like oh, wow. I can't even. I just, I just <laughs> she must be one of those people you see them work out. It makes you tired. It's different though. Girls, the way girls treat, the way girls talk about fitness, like especially on social media, and the way guys do it, is not basically the same. Right. 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 So, and actually, I guess guys, I guess guys really don't want to see other guys. Um, you know, show how fit they are. I mean, yeah. We just don't give a flip, right? I, mean, I don't know. Do, do you find that inspiring to see somebody all, you know, all well, buff? I'm making muscle symbol. You know, so you're, you're you're asking someone here that used to have a Arnold Schwarzenegger's poster in his room. You did not. <laughs> I when did. You were a kid when I was a kid. You That's know, awesome. he's uh, he has this documentary that he did or a video. It is a documentary. It's called Pumping Iron. Sure, Pumping Iron. Well, yeah, that was like yeah. his first. That's how he got his start. He in did entertainment. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great, great. I never saw it. Never saw it. You got to see it. It's funny. It's worth seeing. It's right? funny. I, oh, yeah. I should. It's probably on Amazon or something. Pumping Iron. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There, I there's. I just want to quote one one part of that video of that of that documentary. 
and the guy asks him, so how, you know, they're showing Arnold working out, pumping, and you see the veins and That's right. the blood flow. And he says to Arnold, so how do you feel? How does it make you feel, you know, when you work out? He goes, oh my God. And, and it's not word for word, but this is what he says. Working out in the gym, I can feel the pump and just the, the, the blood flowing. It's a natural high. It's like life is great. My pumps, it's like I'm coming. I'm coming in the gym. And then when I go home with my woman, I'm coming again. I'm coming, I'm coming all the time. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's amazing. Uh, PG-13, that's the rating uh, yeah. we got here. That's good. And we got to have a little little comedy in here. So tell me, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the topic of um, toxic masculinity? Has that term ever come up in it, it, your day-to-day conversations, or do you try to avoid that kind of nonsense? You know, I guess I'm oblivious to it. How's I, that? I, I really don't pay attention to it. I wouldn't know. It's best not to. Yeah, I would not yeah. know, you know, what if it is or not. I'm just not not that type of pers- person to do it myself. So, well, sure. So, I, you know, when I see it, e- even just growing up, I, I don't know, maybe things that happen, I, I just focus on what I'm doing. And what do, you, what do you think it means in the modern age? I mean, we're not going out and killing our food anymore, right? We're not, you know, we're not... Uh, defending our our uh, territory with weapons on a daily basis um, our roles are different right they, they are you know, they but are. we still have the same you know tend- the protection tendencies sure and, sure um, so what does it mean uh, this sounds a little deep but what does yeah. it mean to be a dude in the modern age you think you know I, I, I'm really exposed to the dude that I hang out with that, that I'm sure with um, and we have, so they're probably more, they're more definitely our age. So that dude still defined the same dude if you're in your forties like me. Sure. But of course I do see on TV, people talking about the younger generation. It's different. They're all into just technology. They're not wanting to work for it. They're entitled. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that's there, but it really has to come from their parents. Those values, those teachings, those way of life you know i think that needs to start at home yeah i think there's a um the what i end up talking about a lot i educate kids and you know it's been uh, fairly tilted towards boys over the years and uh i find myself talking about the term chivalry a lot which is a term that's been kind of lost uh i remember seeing something on i don't know some maddening social media thing about you don't hold the door open for me because, you know, I'm an independent woman and blah, 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 blah. Do you find that the, the chivalry uh, conversation is kind of lost? Which is, which is you know, it's the, it's the supposedly the positive aspects yeah. of, of our role in society. Is, of is course, like, of course. So I, mean, it's, I remember someone talking about something about this. Yeah. And they were talking about holding the door for a woman. Sure. So I have a membership to LA Fitness. And when I go... I always hold the door open for a girl, a guy, Doesn't no matter, matter what age they are. Sure. I do remember one time I got a weird look from, from a girl. girl. Yeah. And you know what? That didn't phase me. I'm did, just going to continue. Did you mansplain it to her? Uh, why, <laughs> why she should be appreciative? Nah. nah not worth of my time. Yeah, no, I'm definitely sorry. not. No, no. But you know, I, I just. I experienced that on a date one time. Did you? Yeah. It wasn't really a date. It was kind of a. 
I guess we were, we were, it was kind of a double date in a sense. So we were both hanging out with, you know, people who were dating. And uh, I held the door open for this girl and she's like, oh my God. Like, I was oh like, God. really? Are you what kidding is the big me? deal? What is this, the big deal? Somebody just held the door. Not this is just humanity. It's just, it's common courtesy. I mean, there's. Well, let me run something by you. Tell me if this makes sense. I, whenever I get into these kinds of conversations with uh, women who are. Um, serious and legitimately serious about making sure that uh, that you know men are not putting women on a lower level or mm-hmm. treating them treating them with kids gloves or treating them differently or whatever. Right. Right. Um, my response to that is always that it's really not about the girl as much as it is the guy, mm-hmm. right? In other words, these are things that we do. Um, because it's 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 being civilized for us you know we we teach when we teach our sons for instance to you have nothing but daughters right five five daughters five daughters the the wife that's six women in the house at all times are your dogs women too uh, well, one of my dogs, unfortunately, passed away. She was Aww. a girl. Yep, yep. But Logan, uh, he's a boy, and I've got a cat that's a girl, <laughs> and another cat that's a dog. And thanks to my wife, we have at our new home in Berryville on eight acres, we have about maybe twenty-four chickens and ducks and two goats. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Holy so, mackerel! So oh, we just, oh, we just got a um, a rabbit and two gerbils. <laughs> No jokes about gerbils here, guys. No gerbil jerks. Yes. No gerbil jerks. <laughs> well, I, but I, all I'm saying is that um, I'm raising a daughter and a son, but when I'm thinking about raising my son, I'm going to teach him to do things like hold open a, a door uh, for absolutely. a girl. Yes. Because I think it's training. It's training to, because, you know, we're naturally, you know, carnally barbarians. You know, yeah. men men need things to keep them from being barbarians and chivalry and and uh, and you know it, it goes back. I mean, historically, it goes back to you know knights and and uh, widows and orphans. But in the end, uh, it's about being a gentleman. is about uh, is about uh, treating everyone around you with respect and and care. Respect is the key word. Yeah. Whether it's to your fellow man, to a woman on the street, I mean, to any walk of life, anyone in your, in your, in your world, I mean, respect is everything. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, I think, yeah, I just, I'm trying to imagine raising five girls. Um, I, I had three little sisters growing up and I saw my dad's hairline, you know, just raised <laughs> to the back of his head. That's a, well, my hairline started going away when, uh, I started dating my wife, so oh really? Started way back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because you know with the uh, the whole Me Too movement and and uh, all that over the last several years, there's been a lot of attention to the concept of what it means to be a man in the modern age, and that term toxic masculinity always comes up, and I always find it that usually when people use the term, there there there's a reason they they have some agenda. I think the masculinity can be toxic. Uh, and I think we can, uh, because we're built this way, objectify women. You know, uh, I think yeah. that does happen. Um, well, not, yeah, and, and you know, not to cut you off, but sure, sure. Like, 
whole topics that we're talking about or other things that can be a distraction, can be a noise, can be sometimes divide people's minds or whatever. A big part of it is as much as social media is a, a wonderful, beautiful thing, staying connected and networking, sometimes social media enhances the negative and the positive things in life. Sure. You know, but at the end of the day, just just be you, be be the good the good person that you are, no matter what. Don't don't let the, the media, don't let TV, anything make you think differently of the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, be authentic. That's one of our rules, by the way. Uh, now, before I, before I let you go, uh, our, uh, it's, called, it's called Rules of the Game. The podcast is called Rules of the Game. And so all of my guests have to come up with one rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, one of them was, the, I think, the second podcast with Sophia. It was... Um, be authentic, be yourself. Um, we've had rules like don't compare people to Nazis. That's what our uh, mm-hmm. that's what our uh, county chairman's rule, which is my, <laughs> one of my favorite ones. Whatever you do, don't compare people to Nazis because that's not that's 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 bad conversation skills. No, I agree. so it can be a rule about life. It can be a rule for uh, as a husband. It can mm-hmm. be a rule on social media. It can be a rule whatever it is. Uh, usually, it's a rule for life or a rule that you stick by. Uh, what would you what would you say is your favorite rule for how you how you approach things? That's a really good question. And my rule for life is, I guess, I mean, respect. I mean, that's really so important because if you don't have respect for the other person on the other side, you will never. You're constantly going to be thinking about what you're going to say and not really listening to them. Sure. Right. So. Um, Taking the time to listen to other, be a be a great listener. That's be a important. great listener. Be a great listener. Really absorb the other person's thoughts, emotions. You know, put yourself in their shoes. Once you do that, I mean, the the level of respect and the, the level of conversation, how productive it will be, will go to another level. And you you'll you'll be amazed how much you have in common. Whether no matter who you are, where you're from, your beliefs whether it's politics, religion. Sure. I mean, we, we're all the same. We're all connected. I truly believe that. We're all human beings. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I, there's a uh, profile on Facebook, Heather High, and she says, uh, um, treat me as a, hum- as a human first, an individual second, and then if you have to, you can go tribal. Yes. Right. <laughs> but you got to do the first two. You and do. The first two is treat people as humans and as individuals and then, you know, if you start with air, that helps a lot. But, but be a good listener. I think that's a great rule. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I, I really enjoyed chatting with you. I learned a lot. Uh, I'm trying to improve my listening skills. This is part of my um, oh, yeah? <laughs> therapy to improve my listening skills. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And, you know, we'll maybe do another one down the road on, on different topics and things. And uh, thank you very much. Anything you want to get together and talk about, man, I'm all for it. Okay. And Absolutely. those And those of you who are listening... Uh, please go have a great conversation but play by the rules thanks for listening to rules of the game please give us a five star review and share with all your friends who are interested in thoughtful and entertaining discussions 
Be sure also to visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash rules of the game and on Facebook at facebook.com slash ROTG podcast. If you're interested in joining the conversation as a contributor or lively discussions with other thoughtful citizens, then go to greatconversations.us. Also last, but certainly not least, check out our sponsor and benefactor, Independent Education at indead.us, where they mastered the art of the micro school before it was cool. <laughs>